And we're live for special episode number 60 on the Coffee with Craner show. Today, I'm joined by Ed Dawson and Akash Charuvilla at Invest Windsor Essex Automobility and Innovation Center. And as you can see, we're in front of a giant virtual reality screen that they'll be sharing more information about later. But Ed Nakash, thanks for joining me on the show today. Thank you. It's great to be here. So before we get started, I have to ask a question relating to coffee. Where in Windsor Essex or where you live is your favorite place for coffee? Uh, my favorite place would be Anchor Coffee House, uh, but uh, honestly, I go in there for their scones, and you know they just have these warm scones, and I just love them. <laughs> you're making you're making me hungry. How about you, Ed? <laughs> not not to copy Akash, but it's definitely Anchor Coffee House in Windsor, and actually, I really like Caffeine and Co. in uh, Amherstburg. I love going to Amherstburg, so thought I'd give a shout out to the county as well. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Anchor's been probably the the most popular uh, option on the show. Um, but let's get started. Tell me more about where we're at right now. It's the Automobility Innovation Center for Invest Windsor Essex. Um, maybe tell me what is Invest Windsor Essex for the folks that are that are watching. Yeah, sounds good. So I'll kick this off. So uh, Invest Windsor Essex is uh, the Windsor Essex Region Lead Economic Development Agency, and our job is to really create uh, jobs, uh, economic growth in the region by uh, working with existing companies, attracting new companies to the region, and so. Traditional economic development consists of things like uh, business retention and expansion, uh, investment attraction, investing companies to the region, and then small business and entrepreneurship. But what we are, where we are here today, we uh, this is a new division. It's automobility and innovation. It's very much focused on technology and really helping the region embrace the next generation of technology, so that we can ensure that Windsor Essex has a bright future and we build on the many great things that we have. So it's really exciting. You know, we get to work on some pretty cool things. That's fantastic. And I mean, speaking of technology, we're in a $4.6 million cave right now. And I can't say I've had an opportunity to sit in one of them and, and do an interview. So uh, definitely thankful for Invest Windsor Essex for having me today. Uh, but tell me more about this facility. What is it? What are some projects that happen right here? Sounds good. I'll, I'll, tell, I'll give you a bit of a background story and then I'll pass it on to Akash and he can tell you some of the cool projects because he's the maestro when it comes to the project. So um, where we're sitting, this was all brought to life through a program, a catalyst program, we like to call it, called the uh, Autonomous Vehicle Innovation Network. And so this is through the province of Ontario, uh, administered through Ontario Centers of Innovation. And we are one of six regional technology development sites focused on technologies that, related, that are related to connected and autonomous vehicles. But here in Windsor-Essex, uh, you know, we're focused on a couple of things. Number one, the border, obviously, because we sit at the busiest commercial border crossing between Canada and the United States. But also where we are here, we decided that we would create the only largest publicly accessible virtual reality cave for connected and autonomous vehicle testing specifically. And this is very unique because when you look at the other sites that are part of this network, they're all doing live testing. And so when you think of a level five, the highest level connected vehicle, you need to do you know, hundreds of, uh, of millions of, of uh, kilometers of testing in order to certify as a level five. And so that's not feasible in an actual live environment. So you have to complement it with actual simulation testing. And that's what we have here. So the things that we're able to do here are absolutely, you know, amazing. And Akash will tell you more about it because he's the guru behind the actual science and the physics that we're working on. So I'm going to pass it over to him now. Thanks, Ed. Uh, so to talk about the VRK, what we see behind are four uh, large 4K screens. Uh, these are actually 3D screens, but I had to turn the 3D mode off because uh, it doesn't come off uh, over a regular camera. 
but when you're in, in the inside the VR cave, you are in this immersive environment where you could uh, view things in very high detail. Uh, you could look at a design and see how it looks under different lighting conditions. Uh, and apart from that, you could also use this to test different technologies, uh, primarily around autonomous and connected vehicles. So if you are a startup working on technology related to that, so uh, any technology, for example, LIDARs, cameras, and even software, uh, so software is a key, key part of connected autonomous vehicles, and uh, we could test that inside the VR cave. Uh, and we also help companies even make bring their product to like to virtual life where you could see the product see how it functions see how it operates uh, and uh, also also determine how how ergonomic should it be so for example the car of the future is going to drive on its own uh, the interior is going to be a lot different so we help companies uh, visualize how that future uh, self-driving car would look like how would someone uh, who doesn't have to drive the car now, step inside, you know, speed, how, how we can help them craft the experience inside the car. Uh, and that's all inside the VRK. So what I'm looking right at right now is it's, it, it's a red vehicle. And I know there's more to it. And I know you, you probably put countless hours into what we're seeing. It looks, it looks so simple and cool like a video game. But there must be so much tech that goes behind the scenes to make this happen. For sure. So what you see behind us is the Project Arrow vehicle. Uh, this 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 is a part of the of, of an initiative by APMA, that's the Automotive Parts uh, Manufacturers Association, and they put together a plan to showcase uh, Canadian automotive prowess. Uh, we have companies that can build, that can provide all components uh, for the self-driving car of the future, and what better platform to showcase that than just build a vehicle? So we helped APMA create uh, create this virtual model. So. We are the official uh, visualization partner for uh, Project Arrow, and this was the first phase. So we had them uh, create the, this visual model, which uh, towards the end I can get inside the car, and we could show you the interior details. Uh, and as you can, uh, as you can see, there's an aircraft behind it. So Project Arrow pays homage to uh, the original Avro Arrow interceptor aircraft, uh, and we thought it would be a great idea to showcase uh, the current uh, cutting edge cutting edge technology right behind the aircraft that was cutting edge uh, in the 50s. Yes, and, and I know both of you were, were here today for an announcement, um, an exciting announcement with um, the federal government and APMA. Tell me more about that. What was, what was so exciting, especially with Project Arrow that we're talking about right now? What happened? Yeah, no, thanks, Lyndon. Today was an awesome day. Um, you know, so our partners at APMA who are leading the charge for this, you know, lighthouse project, if you will, um, they received $5 million in funding from the federal government through FedDev Ontario to really set this into a high gear and take it to the next level. So bring on the many companies that have signed on to be part of Project Arrow to build this concept vehicle, 100% Canadian designed and manufactured engineered all in Canada. And uh, what's really unique, if you think about the project itself, there are over 420 companies that have signed up to express interest to work on this vehicle. And Windsor-Essex alone has approximately 40 companies that have expressed interest. Wow. And so for us, you know, we always knew our part was to bring it to life using the VR cave. But now, as you, you know, what's great is that there's money to be able to, uh, you know, build the components and be able to do some of the prototyping. So we're going to do some virtual prototyping here, which is exceptionally important when you have a limited budget, right? So we don't have hundreds of millions of dollars like the big OEMs to produce a vehicle. But in this case, we have lots of companies that are providing in-kind contributions. And we are, through a cautious time, 
through the work that we're doing here, through the use of the software, through the use of the VR cave. So we're in the computer-aided engineering stage right now, and Akash is playing a huge role, and he can talk a little bit more about that. But today was great because to know that there's now $5 million to move it to the next level, um, you couldn't have asked for it at a better time, and you're going to see things really ramp up moving forward. Yes, I mean, talk about a major company and, and all this technology and development happening right here in Windsor-Essex, where, um, I mean, we're, we're going to be the hub for automobility and innovation, and we're in the center right now. Um, but let's talk about this a bit more. Are there any opportunities for young people getting involved in this, this industry that's on a rise that happens right here in this facility? Yeah, I'll start it off and then I'll, I'll kick it over to Akash. So, you know, obviously, you know, I'm sure everyone's heard so many excuses from COVID, you know, just because it really, you know, dampened a lot of efforts uh, of so many different people. And, you know, we're, we're, we're also victims of it. And when I say that, it's because pre-COVID, when we launched this in May of 2019, the VR cave, you know, we would host uh, high school students all the time. Um, and we'd be able to bring them in, inspire them, engage them, take them into the VR cave, mm -hmm. show them the powers of virtual reality, the powers of simulation, how to potentially integrate that into their futures. And also to inspire them that in Windsor-Essex, this is a tool that we have that many other places don't have that you can utilize. So our, our job is to really help and inspire entrepreneurship. So if you are, for example, at one of our post-secondary institutions and you're working on something really cool, maybe you're doing a post-grad degree, well, maybe you want to think about uh, you know, starting your own company and commercializing something that you think could have a really big impact on society. And so we are here to help that. So the biggest thing is our job, our work is to do that and to support them for free. So when we bring in students, when we work with the university, when we work with St. Clair College, University of Windsor, it's like we're doing that to encourage them to do this because we have such a great ecosystem in Windsor-Essex surrounding automobility that we can support them from creating the corporation, you know, coming up with their business plan, using the technology, learning the software, doing the virtual prototyping, and then eventually doing the actual physical prototyping and small batch manufacturing of whatever they're creating. So, you know, this is truly a hub and you're going to see more and more of that moving forward. So I, I get excited when I talk about it because, you know, there's really no other place that can do that kind of wraparound service that we're going to be able to offer. I'll kick it to you, Akash. What do I miss? Yeah, and also to further uh, help the students, we also have the ANSYS VR experience software available to the students at St. Clair College and the University of Windsor. So they could be working on the software at, 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 the, at college or university. And when they are done with it, they want to test something inside the VR cave, they can always come in. So they don't necessarily have to always be in the VR cave to, to, do, the, to do the groundwork but they could do the groundwork at the college, learn the software, and of course, you would obviously help them uh, to do that. And when they're done with it, they can come in inside the VR cave, see everything in detail, uh, and if there are tweaks, they can always go back and work on it. So what kind of degree or uh, diploma, or what would you need to be able to have the skill set to work in this facility? Uh, so uh, for, we, we are focusing a lot on connected autonomous vehicles. So. Uh, it could be uh, someone with a mechanical engineering degree, someone with uh, with a computer science degree. Uh, but when you really talk about uh, virtual reality, the the uh, the possibilities are endless. Uh, you could be working, you could be working studying architecture, and you would want to visualize something inside the VR cave, uh, and you could bring that model in, do things in detail, and uh, we, it it can also be art. Like the digital art is big, so you could have your NFTs 
uh, uh, viewed inside the VR cave and showcase that. So when it comes to virtual reality, the possibilities are really endless. No, I 100%. And I'll add a little bit more. So when we when we built the uh, the cave, um, you know, we had our partner Ansys uh, come to the table, and that's the VR experience software, and that's what powers the cave. But along the way, what we've realized is we needed to add a little bit more. And so we really kind of did a lot of homework, a lot of research. And another one of our colleagues, Lindsay Pasile, who works in our digital twinning program, we determined if we're going to add another software that Unity pro software would be one that would open up many avenues. And so we use that right now with our digital twinning program. But like Akash said, that's going to open up, uh, you know, so many opportunities for students that are studying animation, for students maybe in the construction, architectural uh, courses, uh, even from, you know, anything to do with, you know, non-traditional, maybe we're looking at ag tech and you want to visualize it. It's just a little bit more robust and easy to use when it comes to that. So it's almost like we now have two softwares available that we can determine what the best one to use will be. So we're very excited about that. And literally, uh, the Unity Pro software was started, it just started working and it, everything's up and running as of a couple of weeks ago. So it's fresh. So this is good. And, and Unity, it sounds familiar. Is that something they use in, in video games? You got it. So Unity, absolutely. It's uh, it's one of those uh, you know, softwares that they do a lot of video game development in, and I think that's great because you know you think about esports, you think about so many other uh, sectors that you know might not be traditional. Like you can develop pretty much anything and visualize it in here, and I think that's going to be the cool thing. You know, where else can you go for? 4K screens, really high-powered computers, mash it all together and get the experience that you get. I mean, I'm sure you can attest to, you know, how big this is and how different it is than wearing a head-mounted display, right? It, it, it's huge. I mean, this is unreal. Imagine just playing just a virtual reality game in here with esports. <laughs> um, and, and speaking of that, can people in, in the community or business owners, corporations rent out this space and test their products here? So as of right now, so how the model works is um, we, they would need to fall under one of our programs. So either the digital twinning program through the work that we're doing, and it's actually, let me mention, it's in partnership with St. Clair College. So uh, why that is, is because they have researchers, resources that complement and work with Lindsay and our team to be able to deliver. And so that's one program. And the other program is AVEN. So the reason is, uh, you know, you can't just come in here and flip a switch and be able to put your, you know, your creation or your CAD model in the VR cave. There's absolutely work, you know, needed. And, <laughs> and this is why, you know, it, it's important to learn some of that. And that's why open houses. So, you know, yeah. we want to absolutely have those open houses, I think, moving forward, Lyndon. You know, God willing, the pandemic eases up and, and we can do that. You know, we want to inspire more people. We want to have them come in, pre present their ideas and see how we can help them because we're using it for specific use cases now, but there are so many more opportunities that we can really tap into. There are, and, and both of you have, have, have tapped into different opportunities at Invest, or Invest Windsor Essex. And I mean, talk about cool jobs and a cool career path that you both have um, working in this facility and new technology that's on the rise. Can you talk to me more about what your role is at Invest Windsor Essex? Why, why do you love it? Sure. So apart from playing, playing video games and watching Netflix, <laughs> oh my, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I never do it. <laughs> uh, uh, so apart from that, uh, my role is to work with companies to help them build a technical framework on how can they use virtual reality, how can they use simulation software in their product and process development cycle. So I work with companies to understand what their requirements are, and we try to, fit, uh, try to understand how can we fit in virtual reality 
and simulation software into the process so that they can improve their process. They can test it and come bring a product to the market a lot faster and a lot cheaper. Uh, and you know that that really that really is exciting because you're working with the uh, small and medium scale companies, and mm -hmm. you know you can feel that passion in, in, when when you talk to them. And that really excites me every day when I uh, come to work. Awesome. Thanks, Akash. So my job isn't as exciting as Akash's job, but I, I guess, uh, you know, leading now the simulation team, Akash and Lindsay, and, you know, we were able to create a small business unit this year because we were able to grow our team. And, and I'm grateful for that because when I started, I helped bring the VR cave to life, but I'm not an engineer by training. You know, I'm studied political science and economics. I'm a business development guy. And so I was brought in because I started investment attraction at Invest Windsor Essex, attracting companies to Windsor Essex. So I've always been a self-proclaimed car nut and a huge tech guy. And so it just, it was a logical progression for me. So I work with, you know, uh, companies and work with our partners, academic institutions to line up the projects. I want to make sure that, you know, the, the time that's spent with uh, Akash and Lindsay is, uh, is all, you know, manageable because obviously we know that we can say yes to every single project and, and we want to make sure that we deliver. So we want to absolutely over deliver where we can and learn from it and move on. So the idea would be to, you know, pad the roster, if you will, deliver those projects and then see where the gaps are. And that's the next thing is where are those opportunities? And that's going to be part of my job and part of our job as a team to figure that out. So we're kind of now, you know, just kind of scratching the surface now that we have our engineers working in full steam, full gear ahead. And I'm excited because I know there's lots more that we can do. Yes. I mean, excellent, excellent jobs that you have and you're, you're building the relationships, making sure that the projects are happening at this facility and you're the brains behind it, making this possible and come to life, right? Like it, it must be so satisfying to be on the computer, building it and then seeing it projected on here where uh, major, major companies are benefiting from that software. For sure. Like visualization really adds an element of, uh, you know, you can understand, you can explain things a lot better and it really adds a layer where you can uh, convey your ideas and express it very, very clearly. And, you know, anyone who comes in, like it, virtual reality comes very natural to you. You don't, you're not pressing buttons, you're not uh, using a mouse, you just walk in and then you are in the space where you can view things. So it's very natural. Every time someone comes in, I, I, I bring up the model and they just try to grab onto the steering wheel or try to open the door. So that's, yeah. that, that's like, you don't need training to for someone to come in and do the design so that really eliminates that need for training and anyone can come in look at the design and just get 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 to work so that that is uh that i think that's really impressive yes yes and speaking of, of the visual arts and what we're seeing right now why don't we test it out let's, let's give, give it, it a try. let's give it a whirl for sure you know, so the best part, Lyndon, is seeing people's face for the first time when they experience a model yeah. and they're actually in the VR cave. Now, you know, for all the uh, all your viewers, it won't be the same, but we're going to try to make it as close as we can here. So just to explain a couple things. So Akash, who we like to dub uh, jokingly our VR caveman or a caveman, he has <laughs> special tracking glasses on with what we call tracking nodes and how those nodes are measured. These are four essentially at the top tracking devices, they're called ART tracking devices, as well as two on the tripods right next to us. And what that does is it actually measures the distance from each one of the tracking nodes. And as he moves his head right to left, up and down, it's able to kind of give you that experience of motion. Uh, what he has in his hand is called our fly stick. And uh, the fly stick, as you can see, it's moving around the environment. In this case, wow. you can see the top of the uh, Avro Aero aircraft uh, you're in the hangar and he's going to bring you right into the uh, Project Aero vehicle in a second. 
And also you can bring up menus, you can make changes to colors. Uh, the fly stick has many capabilities and that's what takes you around your environment. So I'll kind of let Akash, you know, so we're inside the vehicle right now. Um, you know, a couple of things that we, we can certainly highlight um, is the level of accuracy and the level of detail. When you look at a model like this, you know, it takes hundreds and hundreds of hours of processing time to be able to bring out the characteristics, to bring out the texturing, and to be able to demonstrate the level of accuracy so that it looks real and it is as real as you can make it. And so right now you can see I'm bringing up the menu, changing the color. So that's what's really cool. So imagine any vehicle manufacturer, you know, you go ahead and you make those color changes. That's awesome. And this is, is completely zero emission vehicle that would, that would eventually hit the market in the future. Yeah, exactly. That's the best part, you know, as we have this push, you know, to have, you know, a complete zero emission vehicle future, which is part of the federal government's mandate. This is our foray into it in terms wow. of let's make this in Canada. Let's design this in Canada. So, and it should be, so they're touting it as being a level three autonomous vehicle. Okay. So um, it gives you the opportunity where if you're on the highway, it has autopilot where it can drive you much like the Teslas. Um, it might, it will certainly be a little bit more advanced than that by the yep. time it actually rolls out. Better um, than a Tesla. Better than, absolutely better than a Tesla. We love Tesla, but uh, yes. this is going to be Canadian. Yes. <laughs> wow. For sure. It would talk to me about these these funky slippers he has on, please. <laughs> okay, so the slippers are great because these were made in Germany, and when we first launched this, they we had to get these in. They're they're special because Akash is actually walking on one of the uh, on one of the screens on the floor screen, and so if you walked on it with your shoes, it would scuff it. It would damage the screen. So anybody can keep their shoes on put these funky slippers on and essentially either hobble, walk, or slide on the floor screen. And everyone laughs at them. They're definitely a conversation piece <laughs> because they look so cumbersome. They're more like a clog. Yeah. I mean, they, they look great. This is, this is so awesome. Just seeing him go through the vehicle, change the colors. Um, you can do everything before it. it's actually built, right? So you can do all the testing in here. 100%. And say you don't like a, a portion, so a, a piece of it. So for example, if uh, if you didn't like the wood grain inside, right? So say you were um, going to identify a number of different material textures. Mm -hmm. Well, the menu that Akash brought up, you can load those into that menu. You can then go ahead and select it uh, using the fly stick, and then you can assess it with a team. So one of the cool things, if when Akash, you know, when you can see all the the, the minuscule details such as the grain may potentially in the material of the leather, right? Wow. Or you can see the float right there, the wood grain inside the actual wood side panels. Um, and like the level of detail that you're able to pick up is extraordinary. And so one thing that we like to tout about the VRK versus the head mounted display is collaborative decision-making. So we're all standing here, right, Lyndon? Yeah. And you can say, you know, I really don't like that. If we, if our head was covered, it'd be really hard to point and say, point like, what, what point, like, what don't you like about it? I can't see it. So you'd yes. be like, you got to go here. So here we can point, we can see our hands, we yeah. can see our feet, we can see the actions that we do. So it's kind of cool that way. That's awesome. Well, Akash, thanks for, thanks for giving us a tour. I mean, this is, uh, looks amazing. You must be proud. Um, huge facility. It, it's going to be great to just see this roll on the road in the future. Yes, um, it would be really exciting. Yes. Oh my God. But uh, for those watching, I, I just want to thank you for, for tuning in today for my 60th episode with Edna Kosh at uh, the Invest Windsor Essex team. Exciting. I, I don't think I, I'd be able to do an interview here anywhere else in the world or in Canada.
Um, but to do my 60th episode in here um, with the brains behind this facility that are making economic development happen in this region, um, it's been it's been awesome speaking with you both. Thank you. It's it's great to be on you. And congratulations on your 60th episode. We're honored to be part of it. Come back anytime. Hopefully we can show you some other cool things down the road uh, besides just automotive. So yes. absolutely, we'll do this again. Yes, definitely. Thanks for, thanks for watching. We'll see you on the next episode. And uh, make sure to check out coffeewithcraner.com for all the latest news. And thanks again. Thanks, Lyndon. Thanks, everyone.